0: love in this place Lord. We feel your love that surrounds us. Lord, your love that is unconditional. We thank you God for your love. We thank you Jesus that you loved the world so much that you gave your son, your only son to come and to die for us so that we could have life and have it more abundantly for your love god thank you for your love thank you jesus we bless you we worship you god thank you jesus thank you god thank you, my reading this morning is taken from the book of numbers chapter 13 and i'm reading from verse 25 and it's a bit long so just bear with me because i just want to get Two messages out to you this morning as we start off this morning's meeting. And it says from verse 25 And they returned from searching of the land after forty days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And then he goes on to say, Who else dwells there? But verse 30 says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We will not be able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which came of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. The word that the Lord gave to me when I read the scripture is twofold. The first part is when you are in a situation, what do you see? What do you see when you are in a situation? Are you looking at things the way man sees it? The way the situation unfolds itself to you? Or are you looking at it through the eyes of God? Are you seeing beyond the challenges, beyond the negativity, beyond the the things that bring you down? Are you looking at the bigger picture? Because when Moses sent out the spies, the 10 came back with an evil report. They said, yes, the land is flowing with milk and honey. So they could see what God wanted them to see. But the evil things overwhelmed them and they saw that as being bigger than the promise that God had given them. But Caleb in verse 30, he quietens them. He says, you know what, don't look at it the way you see it. Don't make something of it like as if it's, it's there, you know. The Bible says, call those things that are not as though they are. When Caleb looked at the situation, he didn't look at the giants. He didn't look at the people that were going to overcome them. He didn't look at the different nations that were there. He saw the promise. He saw the promise and he said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. What do you see when you are in a difficult situation and a challenge? And the second thing is, what do you say? You see, it's so important what comes out of our mouth. There is life and death. The power of the tongue holds life or death. What are you speaking about your circumstance? Are you saying, no, they are giants. We are like grasshoppers. Or are you saying, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. This morning, I don't know what situation you are facing. I don't know what decision you need to make. I don't know what challenge is going on in your life. Maybe it may be a good opportunity that's coming your way and you need to make a decision. I want you to look at two things today. How do you see the situation? See it through the eyes of God. Don't see it through your natural eyes. Don't see it the way others see it. You see, three million of the Israelites believed the report of the 10 spies and became negative. Don't see things the way the world sees it. You see, sometimes we're too consumed with the way other people see things. We need to see things the way God sees it. And when we see things the way God sees it, then we can call those things that are not as though they are and we can say, yes, we can overcome. Yes, that job belongs to me. Yes, I am healed. Yes, this situation is not too big for my God. Don't talk about your situation. Talk about what a great God you serve. Don't talk about your troubles to everybody that you meet. Talk about how God is going to bring you out of it. How you're going to be an overcomer. How he is greater than is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Speak life. This morning I'm encouraging you. Speak life see through the eyes of god and speak life see things the way he sees and call those things that are not as though they are and i am telling you his promise is that if we ask anything in his name it shall be given unto us that giant that you are facing god will give that giant into your hands let's just bow for a word of prayer this morning father we come before you in the mighty name of jesus We thank you, God, that we are a people that know who our God is. When we are faced with a situation or a circumstance or a decision that we have to make, I pray God that we will see through your eyes. I pray, Lord, that our speech will be positive, my God, that we will say, yes, we are able to overcome. We will say, yes, let us go up and take control. Let us go up and overcome. Because we know who we are in you. And we know that the God that we serve is great and mighty. He is able to give us the victory. So I pray this morning, my God, that you would minister to your people today. That they will understand who they are in God. They would see themselves the way you see them. And out of their mouths, my God, will flow life will flow words of declaration that will help them, my God, to come out of everything, Lord, that the enemy has tried to keep them in bondage. That they will come out, my God, and be victorious. They will come out, my God, and be more than overcomers. We thank you, God, for the victory is ours. The enemy is defeated. The victory is ours. Bless, Lord, the rest of our service this morning from our time of worship. I pray, God, that we will give you our best praise. We will give you our best praise. I pray even for your word, my God, that you would speak to us in a powerful and a mighty way. Touch your son and your servant even as he ministers this morning. I pray you would anoint his mouth with coals of fire, my God that you will speak to him, my God, such a powerful word that it will change us and transform us that when we walk into this place and we walk out, we will never be the same again. So be with us today, my God. Thank you, God, for the 17 years that you've blessed us to be in this house and in this building. We know, Lord, that this is just a building, but it is, wa- it is a gift from you. And so we are grateful, God, We return thanks unto you. We return thanks unto you. And we are waiting in anticipation for the greater things that you have in store for this house. We wait in anticipation and we trust you, God. We pray and we ask all these mercies in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Turn around, greet somebody. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Tell them, isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Amen.
1: the Oh, mm-hmm.
2: I you- Morning, For God to show up in a supernatural way over your life Are you trusting him for a divine answer? For a divine breakthrough? God's about to show up in your life The Bible says seek and you shall find Knock and it shall be open unto you Ask and it shall be given unto you So this morning won't you just seek? Won't you just knock? Won't you just begin to just ask of the Lord today? the Bible says and even the songwriter captures I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered right now
1: I sought
2: hands right now and they say Lord I am trusting you I declare Father an open heaven over the lives of your people an open heaven over this house a place where you speak a place where your heart is revealed a place where your spirit is poured out in the mighty name of Jesus just show up Lord, just break through, oh God, break through the blindness, break through the noise, break through, God, every negative word. Lord, release, oh God, your power. Release your spirit, release your anointing upon your sons and daughters in a mighty way, in a mighty way. We declare that you are the Lord that is our Redeemer. You are
1: the Lord our Redeemer of how you've blessed me, how your hand has never let me go, you've never let me go, Cause when I think of how you
2: supernatural ways over our lives. So Father, we thank you for your presence that is in this place. Thank you for your power that is made manifest even in our weakness. So show up, Lord. Show up this morning in the lives of your people in a supernatural way. Bless, Lord. So today, Lord, as we get around your word,
3: we believe that the entrance of your word brings light and life. So we ask, oh God, this morning, speak to us like only you can. Speak to us, for we your servants here. And everybody said, Amen and Amen, Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen, Amen, Amen. Bless the Lord. Our Sunday school may leave. Amen and... God bless you, amen, as you go, you have a blessed time in the presence of the Lord, amen. Thanks to the worship team, amen, thank you for blessing us this morning, amen. How many of you are blessed? Amen, 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 amen. we're getting there, amen, amen, amen. amen. and even, uh, even if you didn't feel it as yet, I know by the time you leave, you would say, it was I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I was glad, glad when they said. said unto me, Let us go, go into. House. Okay, you in the, house. House, of the house of the Lord. Amen. And therefore, gladness must follow. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. So we, 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 are, we are glad today. We are, there are there so many things that are transpiring. But one of the things is we are pausing this morning. Also to just celebrate God's faithfulness toward us. Yes. Amen. Yes. Uh, so 17 years the Lord has blessed us and brought us to this place. Yes. Amen. Yes. And in this in has this been a journey. Yes. It hasn't been an automatic place where we come to. It was a journey. And uh, we understand the scriptures in Zechariah that says, Who can despise the days of small beginnings? Yes. For therein is God glorified, And so today we want to pause to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love toward us. Amen. And in this place, we want to give thanks to God. You know, for the past 17 years, we really didn't take one moment to really pause and to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this. I do not know whether I'm getting older and getting more sentimental. But the reality is that I think we start to learn how to celebrate yeah. the journey. Yeah. You know, when you're younger, you just move from one event to another. Yeah. And then as you get older, you start to realize the events are not as, we, we don't take it for granted, but we uh, enjoy every moment. And 17 years of God's faithfulness, even in coming to this house, I remember when we first came in here, there was, must be about 30 of us that came in when we first came into the building and uh, it was it was a very green building with green carpets and everything was green and it had a a cage (laughs) here literally 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 it had the old Presbyterian look you know where the, the pastor was on a cage and a pedestal behind the pulpit amen so it was really really you know in that space but one of the things we, 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 we I think that was, that was the first thing that went. The first step the guys took in here, that was the first thing that went. Amen. Not because of that, it was, also had Boris in it. So, so, you know, it would have been a very, very itchy experience. Amen. But the Lord was good to us. Amen. And 17 years later, a lot of what we see today um, wasn't here but it has been through people that have journeyed with us, sons and daughters that have been in the house. And we thank God for everyone that has put their hand. Amen. And uh, we honor that. We honor that. We honor the fact that this is not a work of one individual. This is a work of people that have felt a commitment to the things of God and have found an urgency to commit to seeing the way the house looks today has largely been through various sons and daughters of God that have been faithful in the house and just have, have put their hand to the plow. Amen. Many of you can say about what, what your hands have done in this place physically. Uh, we, we, we've never had, a lo- we may have had a few people contract and do a few work, but a lot of the work we've done on our own and physically we worked, right? And so we are glad, amen? So when we stand here and when we sit here, we understand you can you can talk about the places where you were and uh, how we couldn't even get up after we mixed concrete, and then we realized how it worked, amen? Even when we came in, there wasn't really a driveway. Um, there was a few places to park a car, even on the top. There was a lot of sand, and there was a mango tree right next to the window over here, and and I know how it was to dig out a mango tree, amen, amen, and take out the root, amen. So we understand it. There was a, a lychee tree on the other side there that the monkeys used to enjoy more than us. Every year we try to wait for something. So there's many things, but we understand the journey. And we understand the faithfulness of God. So we want to just take a moment today just to celebrate that and so after church, we ask you just to join us for a little uh, light snack. It may be for some of you a liner, others it may just be a little breakfast. Amen. But amen. But we're glad that you came. Amen, and that we can share together in it. Amen. If you got your Bibles, go with me to the book of First Samuel, and I, I wanted us to look at a portion of Scripture in First Samuel, chapter one, and we're going to read verses 20. I spoke a little bit on Wednesday about us understanding what it means to bring before the Lord, you know, and birth a Samuel, birth a prophet, and birth a promise. Amen? And I want to reiterate this. Um, I believe in every household there are those that the Lord will cause and use to be instrumental in the house of the Lord that will be as part of the protection and the preservation of the family. That This doesn't mean there will be preachers on the pulpit. But they will be actively involved in the house of the Lord and their dedication to the house of the Lord will bring breakthrough in other areas for the family. Amen? So when we raise up our homes and our families, we need to trust God that we can raise up those that will say and identify those that have a role to play in the house of the Lord, in the building of the house of the Lord. And in understanding that, as we help them, we ourselves grow into the purpose of God, the family is protected and preserved. Remember I spoke a few weeks ago about an anointing to build and an anointing to preserve. Amen? Now this is part of that understanding that there is something that we need to understand in our families who that individual is, and we have to identify it not as the brothers of Joseph. We have to understand it, that it was not that Joseph wanted to be better than the rest of the brothers. It was that Joseph was there to be the preserver of the family. And in that, when God uses you, it doesn't make you better than the rest of your siblings, better than anybody else. There's so many things that happened in the life of Joseph. Didn't you know, know, if you look at the whole uh, account, God was very, very, the picture that the Lord gave, uh, gave, uh, uh, you know, Joseph was a very powerful picture because it was a picture, firstly, that his brothers will come and bow. But it wasn't all the brothers, the first picture. And then the second one was the, 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 the brothers will come and bow, but also the father and the mother. Remember, there were two wives of Jacob, but he only mentions one. It will come in a stage. The fulfillment of the dream comes in a stage when one of the mothers are dead. It will come in a stage when the brothers will come. And remember, on the initial trip, they will come and they will bow before him. And he'll say, isn't there another brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't reveal himself to them. And, they go, and he says, go and bring the other brother. They said, the father won't send him. Yeah. He says, go and bring the other brother. And when they came, then he reveals himself to them. There was a fulfillment of the dream. Yeah. The aspect of his father bowing to him. Remember, Jewish culture wouldn't allow the father to bow. Yeah. But what would happen, understand... That when, when, when Jacob will meet Joseph again, he will not meet him in, in the land of Israel, but he meet him in the land of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And in Egypt, Joseph was second to Pharaoh. Yeah. And, 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 it, and the instruction was, everyone will bow. Yeah. And his father will come and bow before him and he'll place his hand on his head. Something that was not allowed. Within Jewish culture. There's some things that take place in order that the fulfillment of the dream will be seen. There are some things that will happen in your home. When you will begin to acknowledge and build your house in such a way. That it will be a prophetic picture. Of what God is speaking. So I'm here to say to you it may tarry. It may take some time. But God is building it. And for every house, and I've seen this over the years, and I can track for over 40-odd over years of being a, a, a Christian, I, w- I can tell you one of the things that the families that have identified the individual that will serve in the house, and they give them that support, those families become sustained supernaturally. So sometimes identify it. Identify it in the form of understanding what it means. I understand what it means when, when, when my father would, would tell me at the age of 13 how his in, uh, interaction with the Lord for my own healing came with the fact that he says, Lord, if you give me back, my son back his speech, I will give him to you. And he did everything. I know what it was for a, for a father that worked in a shoe factory to put me through Bible college and pay every fee on his own, pay for, pay for my, my transport, everything. I know what he was earning in opposed to what he was paying in fees. And it didn't seem enough. But in that, he began to fulfill it. Many of you can talk about the same things. So understand, when you identify it, he understood that there was something. I spoke to him several years ago, and, 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 and it, it, as he was older, and I spoke to him and said, Hey, Dad, you know, you don't come and spend a lot of time with me. He says, You, I don't have to worry about. You just do what God told you to do. And we know we'll be all okay. There's some, my, my dad with a, with a shoe, he worked in a shoe factory as a machinist for over 45 years, but he had his own home, never lacked a thing, he had a car, but he couldn't drive. He never lacked a thing. I mean, he, I, mean I remember every year, you know what people earn in a shoe factory. And I'm talking about not now. I'm talking about in the 80s and in the 70s, it was even worse. Even that, he came to the place where every Christmas you had new clothing for Christmas, new clothing for New Year's. I mean, everything to the socks, you know, and shoes. Everything was new. Nowadays, we can't make it. Isn't it? You buy a piece here, a piece there. Amen. But you know what we've seen? God has been faithful. And so today as we stand here, I want to share this with you because I want you to start praying. And for every family that is here, if there is a desire in the heart of your children to serve or do something for the Lord, support them. Support them. Understand it. It's part of the preservation of your household. It's part of your blessing. Amen. And I'm I'm not talking about them being missionaries and I'm not talking about them going anywhere. And if that is there, praise the Lord. We should get to the place where we're sending out missionaries and we're raising up fivefold ministry gifts. But the reality, that's not the only serving. There's so many other servings. Some of them are going to be in the place and yet still be involved in the kingdom. Amen. So it's not for all of us to leave work and say, I'm going to do ministry. But you've got to understand that some of you are going to wear both a kingly hat and a priestly hat. Amen? And understanding that that's the anointing that's over your life. So we, we're going to pray today that God is going to release those that will be a blessing. So as we go back, we're going to go into 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 21. And this is very, very important for us. That I want to speak today of the two sons... That are in the house of Eli. Amen. I'm not talking about Eli's two sons. Yeah. I'm talking about the two sons. That is in the house of Eli. There's a biological sons. That he has. Hopney and Phineas, And there's a spiritual son. In the life of Samuel. And all of them are growing in the house of the Lord. But there is something different about the biological son and something different about the spiritual son. And I want you to understand that you can grow in the same house but if you're drawing on the biological grace there will be deficiencies. If you're drawing from the man there will be weaknesses and deficiencies that will be seen. But when you're drawing from the grace There is a difference. Remember, Samuel is in the same house as Hopney and Phineas, but his outcome is not the same. The outcome is not the same, but it's the same house. The possibility is if you are even in this spiritual house, you can be drawing from the natural you can be drawing from the spiritual. And depending on the source that you are drawing from, it will determine what the output will be in your life. And so today I want to encourage you to draw like Samuel drew. So in 1 Samuel chapter 1 verses 21, it says, when a husband Alkanah Went up with all his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow. Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord. And he will live there always. Look at that. Remember, we're coming at the backdrop of her already saying to the Lord, if you give me a son, I'm going to give him to you. And then she, she says, then he says to her, Alkana says to her, do what seems best to you. Stay here until you weaned him. Only may the Lord be, make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Amen. I want you to understand when you present something to the Lord. You have to present it in the timing and understand the value of what you're presenting. So Hannah understood that the son that was born to her, she was weaning him. And weaning him meant that she was, he was just a baby and she was taking care of him, feeding him. He's still on milk and he's still in that place where he's dependent on her. But she said at the moment that he's not dependent, I'm going to bring him before the Lord. And she made a a, a a promise in her heart that she was going to do this. And then 24 comes, it says, and after she weaned him, she took the boy with her. Young as he was. That means, I, I mean, if you're looking at it, when the children are out of nappies and out of, uh, uh, out, of, uh, out of milk. So you're talking about just over two years old. And she takes him at the age of two years old. You know how hard it is to disconnect a mother from a child at that age? And she didn't ask her husband to take him. She said she'll present him. And as young as he was, she brings him to the the house of the Lord. And she says, along with a three-year-old bull and an ephah of flowers. A skin of wine. And she brought to him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. Amen. Look at what, when she brought him, she didn't bring him empty-handed. Yeah. Yeah. Someone would have thought that Samuel would have been sacrificed enough yeah. Yeah. for her to have made. But she understood that she cannot come to the house of the Lord empty-handed. This is a, a lesson for us. We do not come to the house of the Lord empty-handed. When we come before our God, we must be able to present something before him. And she brought something that was her son initially, that's a sacrifice. But she brought something more than that as a sacrifice also. And she brought it to the house of the Lord. I want you to understand this. She understood the value of this boy. But she also understood that she's not going to limit him. And she she knew although she was being obedient to the Lord, there was more that she could do. And she brought everything that was required. And when the bull was sacrificed, she brought the boy to Eli. And she said, pardon me, my Lord. As surely as I live, I am the woman that stood beside you praying. Remember that's the same, the the account where, where Eli thought she was drunk. And she said, I prayed for this child. She saying to him, remember Eli spoke to her after she prayed and she explained to him what she prayed and he says it will be well. And she received the child and she says, I pray for this child and the Lord has granted me what I have what asked of him. Remember we sang the song, I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered, right? This is why when we sing certain songs, It's not just a matter of words, but it's a matter of uttering something that I'm prophetically trusting God for. So she comes in and she says, "Lord, I'm believing you," and 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 she comes and she says, "This is the evidence of what I asked for," and she gives him and and she says, "And now I give him to the Lord." Yeah, she gave him to the Lord. And for his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. Now, this is a powerful statement. At two and a half years, if we were it, old, he is presented to serve in the house of the Lord. Some of us, even as grown, we are unable to present our children before the Lord. Yet at every baby dedication, we say, do you promise to bring the child up in the ways of the Lord? And when they are at the age of understanding, they will be able to declare the Lord as their own personal savior. What we are are asking you, are you able to nurture this child to come up into the divine promises and the divine plan of God for their life? Are we, we're saying, are, we, are you able to get them to the place when they are able to make a decision, they can make a decision for the Lord. And yet we think it is about us getting them into a career. And we forget the promise that we made. The one thing that separates Hannah is the point that she understood what God asked her to do. And she was able to. I, I mean, she was giving a child that was really, really what you've been longing for, for years. She was barren. She couldn't have children. Imagine you go to a person that didn't have, couldn't have children and you say, give that child to the Lord. They say to you, never, never, ever, ever. They, you, you know, because they don't want to hear you she, She's saying that, that She gives him to the Lord And look at verse 11 She says and when Elkanah went home To Ramah But the boy ministered Before the Lord Under the pre Eli the priest Two years old Two and a half years old He's there in the house This is 1 uh, Samuel ch- sorry, Chapter 2 verse 11 Elkanah Goes home. But Samuel remains before the Lord. And there we go on and we understand the sacrifice. So I want you to understand there's sometimes the difference between Samuel and the sons of Eli was the sons of Eli were born into the house. And there was an assumption of privilege because they were born into the house. This is something that the current day church faces as a challenge. Many, many of you have been born into Christian homes. But you haven't had your own encounter with the Lord. Yeah. The challenge with this, with Eli's two biological sons, they were born into privilege. They were born into a certain order that allowed them access and allowed them benefits. But they didn't understand what they had. Because familiarity sometimes breeds contempt. Sometimes we can get so familiar with the anointing. We can get so familiar with the grace of God. We can get so familiar that we almost assume, assume that this is how the order should be. Yeah. And we deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there is a a, 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 a a thing of entitlement. And so in them built a culture of entitlement. And entitlement sometimes sometimes can be uh, a, a very limiting perspective. Because it can narrow our understanding and our perception and also our appreciation. You know, the the, the one thing they talk about, uh, you know, entitlement lacks gratitude. Entitlement feels that I deserve it because I showed up. We deserve nothing because we showed up. Everything we have, his hand has provided Great is his faithfulness. Amen. That means there must always be a sense of gratitude in our hearts. When you begin to administer whatever God puts in your hands, whether it's resources, whether it's your job, whether it's your education, whether doors that open to you, always have a heart of gratitude. That means have a heart that says, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I value you. Lord, I, I appreciate who you are and what you have done. Never get to the place where you say, I'm owed this. We owed nothing of the Lord. He's given us the very breath. But the problem with the sons of Eli was they were born into a house. And they didn't understand the value. They didn't understand the value of the sacrifice. And therefore, they even took the Lord's portion. They didn't understand the value of the house. Therefore, they violated every rule, every principle in the house of the Lord. Even in our natural houses, how many of our children that have been born into the house and born into faith understand and have a personal encounter with the Lord? Or are they serving the God of their fathers? Are we serving the God of our grandmother? Are we serving the God of our parents and living vicariously through their experience? You've got to come to the place where you have your own encounter with the Lord. You have to have your own experience with the Lord. And that will change you. That will transform you. That will shape you. You've got to train your children up in that. So so in this, they, 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 they're born into a house of blessing. They're born into a legacy. They're of the priesthood of Aaron. And this is going to be passed from generation to generation. Their father that is the high priest will be a position that either Hopney or Phineas will fill. And yet they are squandering the legacy. They're squandering the spiritual inheritance because they themselves do not see the value. Of what is there. I pray today that you would always see the value of what God has placed in your house. Placed in your hand. Don't take for granted. That means everything in your family, be deliberate about. Are we living according to the grace of God? Because if every generation starts to become spiritually weaker than the previous generation, there will be a generation that does not know God. And I pray that that will never be the portion of your family. I pray today that your household will be mindful. Now we have Sunday school and we have youth and we have different ministries that minister to different elements of the family. But today, you have a responsibility in your house to teach them while you walk, while you stand, while you sit, all of those things. Teach them about why you serve the God that you serve. Why God is so important to your life. For most of us, we understand it. For most of us, either our parents or we ourselves had a place where we really made that conversion. Where we just really gave our hearts to the Lord. Where we really made the stand. But sometimes our children didn't have it. And they have to come to that place and we have to create the environment for them to have that experience. Otherwise, we'll have the sons of of Eli. The sons of Eli did evil, the people knew it. Look at this. The people knew that Eli's sons was getting it wrong, yet Hannah brought her son to Eli. People could have said, Eli can't get it right with his own son. How how are you entrusting your boy to him? But you know what she said? I'm giving him to the Lord. He's going to serve the Lord. Whilst he served Eli, he was serving the Lord. He was tapping into not the biological mandate of Eli. He was tapping into Eli, the grace carrier, the priest over Israel. And there, there is nothing contaminated about the anointing. Amen. A person can go through many things. The giftings and grace of God, the Bible says, is given without repentance. That means the gift remains pure. whilst the vessel sometimes can be contaminated. And God sometimes honored the gift in Eli so that he can prepare Someone that will take over from Eli. And he brings a new family into the lineage through Samuel. But Samuel could not come into the lineage without being prepared by Eli. So we're seeing the two sons in the house of Eli. The ones that draw on the spiritual grace. The ones that draw in the natural grace. Some of you look at your parents in disdain. Sometimes we look at our natural parents and we sometimes draw on the natural things. We see the human weaknesses and we see the human failings, but we don't see the grace of God in them. If you draw on the grace, you'll receive more than what a natural inheritance will give you. For us as parents, there's an obligation On us to begin to represent Christ to our children. In our word and in our deed and in our actions. Everything we do should bring honor and praise to God. We shouldn't just do it in the natural. We should understand and be deliberate about how we live. That means every choice, every decision I make speaks to my children, speaks to my sons, speaks to my daughters. I can't can't tell them one thing and live something else. Amen? Come on. This is a very, very important thing. You see, the problem with Eli was Eli knew what was happening to his sons. And he he knows, in verses 17, he says, the sin of the young men was very great in the sight of the Lord. For they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. And in, the, in chapter 2, right? and verse 18 it says, But Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy that wore a linen effort. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went up with her husband to offer annual sacrifice. And Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife, saying, May the Lord give to you children by this woman to take the place of the one she prayed for. And and the Lord gave to her. And then they would go home, and the Lord was gracious to, to Hannah, and she gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew in the presence of the Lord. Look at this. Samuel is serving the purposes of the Lord and his family is enjoying the benefits. Amen. Sometimes this is sometimes a twofold it's a two-edged sword. For everyone that is called sometimes that feels like a disconnect even to your own family. Even amongst your own siblings you're not necessarily always accepted. Amongst your own loved ones, they don't understand you. But the reality is, if they understand the grace of God that's upon your life to preserve them. Imagine the moments he missed. Imagine the celebrations he missed. The birthdays. The family events. Everything he's missing But he's serving the purposes of the Lord. And Eli is blessing his mother and his father. And he's serving the purposes of the Lord. Some of you understand this. Some of you have ran away from the call of God on your life. Because you understood the magnitude of it. And you said, no, no, no. I'd rather stay away from it. Some of you got families that run away from the purposes of God. Because they feel like it's too much. But I'm here to say you carry an anointing to preserve your household. In the household of Eli, there's two sons. And the two sons will speak about two different destinies that will come out. Two different purposes that will come out. I want to speak to you today and say to you in your household, how are you nurturing the purposes of God? Some of us made mistakes. Sometimes we got it wrong. But there's a moment where we have to come before the Lord and understand this. Otherwise, the Lord will visit the house. And judgment will come to the house of the Lord. The Bible, the, 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 you know, the, the whole aspect of it is that there was a warning against the house of Eli. Long before the Lord spoke to the Lord spoke through Samuel. In verse 27, there came a prophecy against the house of Eli. The Bible says, Now a man of God came to Eli and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Did I not clearly reveal myself to your ancestors' family when they were in Egypt under, under Pharaoh? And I chose your ancestor out of the tribes of Israel, to be my priest, and to go up to the altar, and to burn incense, and to wear the effort in my presence. I've gave your ancestors' family all the food offerings presented to Israelites. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offerings that I prescribe for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me with with fattening yourself on the choice parts? There's an accountability. For people that will serve in the house of the Lord. The Lord comes to him. And and the Lord said this in verse 30. It says, the Lord, the God of Israel declares, I promised that the members of your family would minister before me forever. But now, the Lord declares, far be it from me. Those who honor me, I will honor. Those that despise me, I will disdain. The time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your priestly house so that no one in it reaches an old age. Hey. The Lord says no one in your family is going to reach an old age. The Lord says I'm cutting you out and you will see the distress in my dwelling. Although good will be done to Israel, No one in your family line will ever reach an old age. Look at what God is doing. God says, I will preserve my house, my spiritual house, but your natural house will pay a price. For all of us that are carrying a weight of God, a mandate of God upon your life, you cannot run away from it. All you're going to do is be held accountable to it. There are certain things that God mandates families and households to do. All you do is just be faithful to it. Hannah knew it. The burden that she had was not just out of a woman that could not have children, but her burden was to fulfill something that will replace and protect Israel and future generations. The Bible says in verse 33 and every one of you that do not do not cut off from serving at my altar I will spare only to destroy your sight and the, and sap your strength and all your descendants will die in the prime of their life. Yo, that's hard. How many times have we seen households and families diminish? No descendants. No one to carry over the family name. Everything this thing. Sometimes because we disconnect from the things of God. But in the same light, God is using the same man, Eli, to protect Israel. He's using the same man, Eli, to prepare Samuel for purposes. Because it's not the man, Eli. But it's the grace of God in Eli that sometimes God will begin to preserve his people. Even through somebody that has not got it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Not about the vessel. You know, the, the, you hear sometimes pastors say, God blesses the people even in spite of me. Yeah. There's an acknowledgement of sometimes our own personal Weaknesses. But there's an, a, real, a reality that it's the grace of God that enables us. What God was saying to the house of Eli and to Eli was, you've been anointed to do this. You're born into a lineage where the transference will take place. Imagine that everything that was birthed out of Aaron dies with Eli. The priesthood which should have had a natural lineage, dies with Eli. And there we get Samuel being birthed into a promise that was not destined for his household. Some of you are going to come like Samuels, as a protector of the things of God, as a preserver of the house of God. And so you will see the birthing of Samuel, not only as a priest, but as a prophet and a judge over Israel. And the Bible says of Samuel, none of the words that Samuel spoke fell to the ground. It meant that every word that he spoke was accomplished and fulfilled. Nothing was unaccomplished. I mean, so much so, when Samuel showed up in a community, people feared they said, do you come in peace? Mm. When Samuel says he's coming to the house of Jesse, people wondered, what is happening in the house of Jesse? The prophet does, doesn't show up. Yeah. Amen? So we're going to look at, at how God begins to raise this young man, Samuel, and speak to him. But I'm here to say to you, in your house, we are talking about birthing a prophet, birthing a promise. What is that which God has for your house? May the Lord allow a Samuel to be birthed in your house. doesn't have to be named Samuel. But that grace, that gifting, that anointing. And may it begin to change your life. Amen. Let's just bow our heads together. We Bless the name of the Lord. The worship team can come up. Amen. We give you praise and glory. Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. We are grateful for this time. We are grateful for this moment. We are grateful for your sons and daughters that are in the house. Thank you, God, for what you are doing even in our lives and through our lives. Thank you, God, that it is the the grace and the gift of God that is established in us and through us. So, Father, this move upon the lives of your people. I pray that over every household that is represented here, that we would understand And discern the Samuels That are birthed For the protection and the building Of our house For every parent that is here Help them nurture the gift Help them value the gift Help them support the gift You know when we look at the account Hannah although Samuel was in the house of Eli Every year She will make an outfit for him She would make an an effort for him. It basically said that she was supporting him to fulfill his mandate. And so I say to you as a household. Take time to support those that fulfill kingdom purpose. Because in that, your household is blessed. So when your children love the things of God, support that. Bless them. Because they carry an anointing to preserve, build, and usher in supernatural favor and blessings over your household. So Father, I pray today, birth in our homes, birth in our families. Those that will carry the spiritual DNA of the Heavenly Father. That will display and manifest the power of God. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor for what you are doing and what you continue to do in Jesus name. And everybody said amen and amen. As I was praying, I was thinking about the one thought.